0: We look forward to having you. Tonight, on the bonus round, we are celebrating the Halloween season with our top five favorite jump scares in gaming, followed by a mini-review on Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, or, as it's known in Japan, Biohazard 7 Resident Evil, you know, because in Japan the Resident Evil series is is called Biohazard, so, you know, they, they flipped it around, which is... I, I think it's pretty cool. Did y'all think it was cool? I didn't mention it in the podcast, but here, here it is in the introduction. So, But uh, don't go anywhere. The show starts right now. Welcome to Collateral Gaming Bonus Round. I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Zachary Gio with a fresh new mic. Hell yeah. And we are recording in America? Somewhere on Earth, yeah. That, Somewhere that on Earth. Sums it up. <laughs> and uh, we are a 420-friendly podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So smoke it if you've uh, got it. mm <laughs> um, Happy Halloween, everyone! I, I guess we're kind of missed the timing on that. We meant to re- at least record this on Halloween. So, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I just I just had shit going on. I had family to to hang out with. I had a daughter whose first Halloween came around. Um, you know that she was like conscious for, and unfortunately, we didn't go trick or treating because you know pandemic. But uh, maybe next year.
1: I mean better safe than sorry you know she's a little one so if she gets sick that could be extremely detrimental and honestly i would rather have a night in than risk my health for a, a bag of candy
0: exactly even and, though and she got plenty of sweets so
1: yeah getting a bag of candy is also mildly detrimental to your health
0: so <laughs> either way <laughs> either way <laughs> especially when you're one but um yeah how was your halloween bro that was
1: pretty good um i worked you know most of the day uh, i had about a 12 hour shift and came home just relaxed uh, enjoying my new microphone you know i've been playing some among us with some friends and enjoying discord and all the perks of the comput- computer version it's a lot better a lot a lot more complex but a lot better than the phone version and it's nice to actually you know take a step towards you know making better content getting a new microphone, you know, it's been awesome getting to use it. I love it. And Yeah, it's leagues better than my headphones, but yesterday was all right. I just stayed in. I didn't do anything for Halloween. I just played games, relaxed, enjoyed some family time, snuggled with my cat,
0: you know. Hell yeah. That's how we do it. I didn't even dress up. I mean I, I was working for most of the day. Um working from home. So, you know, I was I was just a stair set away. But um, I had was not prepared at all, so I just came down in my sweatpants and t shirt and hung out. So, yeah. <laughs> but, and everyone else was dressed up except for me, which was a little awkward. But uh, we are going off on a tangent here. So this is our Halloween episode. Well, this is our Halloween bonus round. We have a Halloween special coming out. Um, but uh, we hope all of you had a happy Halloween. We hope you all had a safe Halloween. And uh, I guess we'll just jump right into it. We are going to be talking about our top five favorite jump scares in gaming. Now, uh, be just to be clear, I haven't played too many horror games. Um, I'm I'm kind of trying to introduce myself sho- <laughs> introduce myself to the genre. What about you, Zach? Honestly, you know I
1: love horror games. Have always loved them, whether it's you know playing them or um watching youtubers do let's plays uh especially pewdiepie like i grew up watching him uh play a lot of work. and they kind of inspired me to dive in and do that so um and honestly when you told me that we were going to do the well actually was it was i the one that came up with the jump scares idea yeah that was you um so yeah thinking about that immediately i had a list in my head i was like okay yeah this is perfect I'm I'm definitely ready for this. Um, honestly I have a list in my head of about 15 to 20 so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting narrowing it down but you know it's it's part of the game so we're gonna do it.
0: Awesome. All righty well let's go ahead with your number five.
1: Okay, so my number five is a base little jump scare from everybody's favorite little horror game. Well, I don't know if it's everybody's favorite horror game, but it's a good one. Slender, The Eight Pages. Oh, shit. Beautiful, beautiful little indie horror game. Um, I don't remember who it was made by, but it's just this beautiful little game where you're walking around a forest, uh, collecting eight pages, trying to avoid the Slenderman, which is this tall, slender, uh, faceless figure in a black suit that is just following you around he's not moving at all he's just standing Mm -hmm. there because i guess the game wasn't you know detailed enough for them to do that um but yeah uh as you collect more pages going around to different uh landmarks in the game like the tree or the building uh he's following you and the more pages you collect, the more intense it gets. Every two pages or so, uh, when you pick up the first page, the music starts pounding, you know, like that little mm-hmm. drum in the background, that bum bum. And then every two pages after that, the ambience gets a little bit more terrifying. But I thought of Slender specifically because there is one location in the game. Uh, it's like a building that's got like a bunch of bathrooms and hallways in it. Yes, if I know you what you're know what I'm talking about. about. Yeah, I was on, I had four pages. And this was this was a long time ago, but uh, thinking about this list, it was one of the first things that popped into my head. Um, I walk into that building, and uh, the music's just going. It's intense. I hate it. I, I hate my life. And I go to – everybody knows about those little corner bathrooms or those corner rooms that have only one way out. And I walk in the one that's got <laughs> the chair tipped over in the corner. I pick up the fifth page off of the wall. I turn around. He's not there, thank God. But I go out into the hallway, and I take a left, and there's only one way out. Keep this in mind. And he's standing right there. Ah. And I literally screamed like a little girl (laughs) through my mouse, and I just stood there. And he captured me because it just scared the absolute crap out of me. I didn't even think to pause it because that's usually what I do in horror games. When I get scared, I just pause the game really quick. Right. And um, I just catch my breath, but I didn't. And that's the only time you'll actually see motion from him in the game is when he catches you. Because when he catches you, the screen gets super staticky and his tentacles like come out. His tentacles come out, yeah. And, and then you just see his face over a staticky flashing screen and that's it. Game over. And uh, one thing I hate but also love about the game is that no matter what you do, if you're managing to collect eight pages, great. He's still going to capture you. You're still going to lose. But oh, yeah. it's just that feeling of constant terror because you know he's out there. You know he's watching you. I mean, I've been caught with zero pages before. It just, if you take too long, he's going to get you. And they actually did a really good job, which I'll talk more about this because another, uh, little spoiler, another little moment in one of these games is on my list, but I won't get into detail about it right. But yeah, uh, that, that's my number five. I love Slender. Ash, have you played these games? Have you, have you been able to?
0: I've played Slender. I've played the original, um, you know, the eight pages and God, it is terrifying. And I love the whole mechanic <laughs> of, um, you know, of having the, the flashlight slowly run out and the fact that he gets more aggressive, you know the more pages that you collect. So I don't think I've ever successfully gotten all eight pages. I'll be honest with you. But um, you know I've watched playthroughs as well, and I, and I know about some of the other modes, like the the you know the daytime mode, which obviously makes it less scary, and the give me twenty dollars mode, which makes it even less scary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm glad that it, as a horror game, it offers that as post you know post game content. But um, I would I, I would say that yeah, Slender is is an extremely scary game. Um, every time slender, you know, the Slenderman catches you is is just a horrifying moment, and you're constantly on edge. And I hate going through the building; it is my least favorite place in the entire uh, map. the The building is the worst.
1: Either the building or the tunnel, the big pipe that's like in the ground. That's true. Through, that's true. The tunnel's on the pretty bad too because he, he can catch you in there, and you can either get out or he's blocking you perfectly, so you can't.
0: Yeah, or and. Uh, every time, every time he just shows up there, and he he's just standing there, and you're like, "What the fuck?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do a really good job with uh, bringing a horror aspect to the game. Especially if you're new to horror games, it's it's really fun to get dive into that game because it's not. I mean, it's challenging, of course. It's really really hard to find all eight pages, but it's not difficult to play. Yeah, your flashlight runs out, and you play as a little girl. I believe her name is Samantha and um you run out of breath really easily and you start to move slow very quickly because i guess you're a little girl and um they add a level of horror to it because when you see him or he jump scares you they have this little piano riff but that just plays really loudly and yes. scares the absolute snot out of you and like i said he's not moving so he's just there the best way to get away from him is to run turn around and make eye contact with him but not Don't be close enough to where the static starts and he can capture you by making you go insane. But just watch him back away, go around a tree, and then keep going.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you've got to keep moving. You can't stay still.
1: No, you can't because he will capture you. And it's terrifying if he captures you when you're not even looking at him because the camera just automatically pans. And you're like, wait, (laughs) and then you look at him and you're done. And you're done. And he's just right there.
0: Yes. Oh my God. Ah. Uh, Slender. was. Our uh, Slender was so hard to play through, just because mm-hmm. of how just absolutely terrifying the entire game is. Um. Yep. I'm gonna go ahead and go with my number five, which is gonna be the dentist scene in Bioshock, the original. Mm-hmm. Um. Which I've been playing through Bioshock again recently, but this moment in particular grabs out to me because I just like how. You know, you go into the office, and and suddenly there's kind of this fog around, um, and then you go to grab the item, which I think is is like a, a modification of some kind, um, one of the mods you can add into, it was like a hack jockey or something like that. I don't know. I've I've actually I've actually never played any of the Bioshock games. Wait for real?
1: Yeah, I haven't. Oh I, shit. I, I, well, no, that's that's a lie. I started Bioshock Infinite. But uh, to be honest, I couldn't get into it, so I kind of okay. put it down. And I, but you know, to
0: each his own. You know, I've played the beginning of Infinite. I've only thoroughly gotten through Bioshock one and two, and I've never beat them. But they're fun; they're great games. And I, I recently got the, the whole trilogy on Switch, so I could you know have a chance to play it. And I'd probably like to dedicate something you know on the podcast to that soon. Since I since I dropped some money on that, and I've always wanted to get more into the Bioshock series, but yeah, in particular, this scene is great because well, as soon as you grab the item and you turn around, he's suddenly there and he goes to attack you, um, and it's it's you know it's the uh, it's one of the splicers, but it's it's the one that's um, it's the one that's dressed up like the dentist, and and he just attacks you, and, <laughs> and if you're quick, I mean you'll get him, but it's just it's just utterly terrifying because. Um, of the fact that you know he he's just kind of there. It's not, and in a, a lot of jump skins and game jump scares in games feel more scripted, like it's more of a cutscene moment. And this is more of like a gameplay moment, um, which I guess you can attribute to Slender as well. But yeah, God, it was it, it 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 really does creep you out. And the Bioshock games aren't necessarily horror, but they definitely feel horror. Um, there's so they're definitely- more suspenseful they're more suspenseful i don't think that they've ever been properly classified in the horror genre but i mean i i would say definitely um Bioshock infinite seems a lot more light but i i it could be just because i've only played the intro part but i mean the game is very dark it's it's uh dystopian um and, and it definitely has some of those feels
1: okay well um yeah i you know, I'll have to watch that scene on YouTube. I'll definitely look that up later because that sounds really interesting. And, you know, dentists are already creepy enough. <laughs> so, I mean, what, yeah. what's not to like about a scary dentist jump scare where he's just standing there?
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I guess I guess this, the, the series, which is just biopunk, um, borrows concepts from, from survival horror, so to speak. Um, But anyway, I guess, uh, what's your number four? Okay, so
1: uh, a long time ago, I got to play this little demo of of Silent Hill called P.T. And it's when you constantly, you're basically going through the same set of hallways trying to find your way out. And I guess you're going insane because it's, um, I don't really know too much about the story or anything like that. But there is this one sequence, I think it's when you're going through the second or the third time, and you hear... I guess that little fetus crying from the Mm -hmm. bathroom. And that in and of itself is actually terrifying. But you can't get in the bathroom. The door is cracked. And you're just kind of looking for it. And then all of a sudden, I guess the mother of that fetus Uh just kind of shows up in the crack and just, oh my gosh. Dude, I dropped the PS4 controller and I screamed. I was not expecting that at all. And I (laughs) loved that so much. If, If a game makes me jump, it's going to be like, one of my recommendations it's, it's fantastic because that was so well-timed that game doesn't really provide a lot of jump scares it just base it's just base horror you have no idea it's, why it's a is happening. lot of suspense yes, it's so good it is so what? good
0: you only trigger jump scares if you lose um, most of the time, but there are a couple that are that are pl- plugged into the game. I gotta say, okay, and you and I are basically the same person because you've. I'm already gonna say you've picked two games that are actually already on my list. They're just in different places, so <laughs> I'm just gonna go out there and say it because it happened twice now. But um, but no. Uh, PT is legitimately one of my favorite games of all time. Like it is, it is fantastic. I know the entire game like from heart. I've played it so many times. I'm really sad that I can't play it anymore. Um, we did do an episode on it last season. That was actually our Halloween special. Was um, PT and and even though it's an indie game, like we j- we dedicated a whole episode to it because we had plenty to talk about. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we, we we called it an indie game review, but it was it was it was at least an hour long. Uh, of an episode and and it was great we had we had a blast with it uh we fucking love pt my, my brother and i used to play it like just religiously it was it used to be like a, a party favor what i would do is i would tell people absolutely nothing about the game i would just let them play it i tried not to even like let hint that it's a horror game you know but mm. you pretty much get those vibes right off the bat but um but, God, yeah, that entire game is so fucking scary. And, and it is tense. And, and you're constantly worried. I, I, I know the game. I know how to avoid Lisa. I know how she jump scares. But... I still get tense. Um, And we had the pleasure of being able to play an emulator recently, and I even got to play it on VR. And I I couldn't do it. I couldn't do the VR, by the way. I took it off. (laughs) It was too much, man. Oh, man, no.
1: That's like the best way to do it. We're going to talk about Resident Evil 7 later, but that's the first time. That's the first way I ever played Resident Evil 7 Bioshock was VR. And, (laughs) dude, oh, my gosh. Horrifying. Absolutely horrifying.
0: I wanted to do a top five VR horror games list, but I just haven't played enough VR games to really, be- I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have an Oculus. My brother does. Um, and I've been playing it when i come over, but yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> PT is, you know, no matter how many times I play it, I'm still scared out of my mind. I remember my friend Steven and I, like we just grabbed each other. Um, you know, <laughs> no, 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 like we just, like, it was that bad, <laughs> bad. Um, God. And, and, um, uh, and then getting the ending is, is also really difficult. I don't know how anyone actually figured out. I think it probably happened on accident. Yeah, I think it, that's what happened is it was on, a, people discovered the ending by accident uh, and then it was trying to reverse engineer how they got there. And then eventually the, the internet, there's not even a consensus, consensus on how to get the endings. So there's so many different theories, so many different ways. There is one method that my brother and I played that seems to work reliably every single time for us. Um, but it's not the only method that appears to work. So, I, you know, I don't exactly know what, what, what the whole thing is. And, and it's even subject to, you know, what's, what's wrong. But God, <laughs> I, this is your pick. So what else were you going to say about this?
1: Well, I think you pretty much, you know, hit the nail on the head. Um, it's just the overall ambiance of the game. It's just utterly horrifying. It feels like you're going more and more insane as you progress through the exact same hallway elements start to change like the lighting there's more cockroaches that infiltrate like there's a red light that eventually takes over um you start Uh to see the family members in the portraits starting to get disoriented and like it's blurry and pixelated and things are removing things are changing there's one segment where you walk in and there's like uh, not a body, it's not a body, but it's like a box hanging from, it's been a very long time since I've played this, bear in mind but there's like a box hanging from rope and it like cuts yeah. in front of you and drops and crashes on the floor and for the longest time I thought PT meant like psychological training <laughs> just, just because you have to focus hard and not let yourself go nuts playing this game because it's honestly the element of repetition does so well for horror themed games having to do because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting different results and Good that take. is a, yeah that is a really really awesome element about this game is that you're going through the same hallway over and over and over and you're expecting to get out but you're not and different things are happening and you think you might be getting close but guess what you
0: open the door you're right back where you started and you're like well shit Yeah.
1: (laughs) The same hallway
0: over and over and over again with just minor changes, different puzzles each time on how to get the door open. Um, I mean, it's pretty much a scripted experience throughout, but it's. it's Wasn't
1: Norman Reedus supposed to be the original? Uh, yes antagon or protagonist not
0: antagonist sorry <laughs> so you don't see your protagonist's face because it's in first person and the only mirror in the game is faded out so you spe- it obscures his face specifically but if you complete the secret ending then you actually do get to see that it's Norman Reedus um and then that's where they they tease that it's um where that that's where they show they reveal that it's a playable teaser for that's what pt stands for yep. for um Silent Hills, which was a canceled, sadly, game um, that was going to be a collaboration between Hideo Kojima, the genius, and Guillermo del Toro, another genius. Um, I think those ideas are a lot of those ideas are eventually made its way into Death Stranding, which we also did uh, an episode on. But I mean, it's not the same. Uh, seeing Kojima take control of the Silent Hill series was going to be was going to be incredible, and and del Toro, I think, was more involved. I think in Death Stranding, he's basically just a, a uh, motion capture performance, but like they were writing the story together, and I think, um, I think, uh, even, uh, what's his face was supposed to be involved in it, uh, the manga dude. I'm, I'm a total wee, and now I'm, I'm having a blank. No, it's here. okay.
1: Um, I, I thought I saw something on the internet yesterday looking up like more information about the stuff Silent Hill potentially coming back next year.
0: I haven't heard. If it has, then we'll talk about it. Let, let me <laughs> let me let me do a little digging. Let me yeah, do, I'm I'm digging too. Aaron Hanson's um, beautiful face off my phone really quick. Hang on. I love Game Grumps. Game Grumps. Yeah, I mean, I, and I've watched so many videos on PT. There was, um, yeah. There's a okay. So Silent Hill leaks hint at a PS5 reboot.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, Sony Interactive. Oh, okay, but it's posted.
0: Silent Hill, but it's not like. It's not like this project that was Kojima's. Because Ko- the reason why it was canceled was Kojima left Konami. Oh, um, yeah. It
1: says designer Hideo Kojima will reportedly not be involved in the reboot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, uh, Junji Ito. That's who it was. I, I, I couldn't not think of it. Um, you know, he's an op- he's a famous uh, horror mangaka. And uh, he, he wrote Uzumaki. But... Yeah, <laughs> that that he was also going to be involved in it, and man, I was we, we I was so excited for it. I was really really excited. I was so de- let down, but um, I have more to talk about that in our episode. Go check that out from last season. Uh, we did talk have a whole episode talking about PT and everything that we love about it. We had another episode talking about Death Stranding, which I want to believe that you know some of those ideas were ori- eventually <laughs> made their way into. Um, but God, yeah, just just what a what an amazing. Uh, performance that they put on and, and and keeping it under wraps i mean the whole time you didn't know that it was a kojima productions they actually wrote you know uh developed the game under a pseudonym 7780s studio and um actually toned down the graphics of the game to make it look like it was an indie game um and i love that part of the game where it just kind of glitches out when i have people play it like i legit act like like they never fall for it but i legit act like it's my first time i'm like shit it's glitching out what's going on <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> dude, I wish I wish we could play that game together, but they took it. Man, they took it down.
0: I'm so sad play, about that. You can play it on an emulator. That's what the Dakota and I did. Um, it's not perfect, but it's a pretty pretty damn good recreation of the game. Um, there was there was another one I think that was even better that that, that did get taken down, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, uh, my number four. Uh, I'm actually gonna go ahead and reference "Until Dawn," which is the game that we are doing for our Halloween special, our, our full-on episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so uh, obviously, I was I was thinking about moments in the game. I think that that scared me the most. And you know, oddly enough, the one that just really just freaked me the fuck out because it just came out of nowhere was the fucking baby Wolverine in the cabinet. <laughs> and it, 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 it's probably like out of play, moments in the game that scare most people. That's probably not the one that comes to mind, but for some reason that's the one that i I just screamed it was just it was just sudden, I wasn't expecting it and, and I think the game is just very tense overall, so there's something that just was as innocuous as that really uh played off well
1: <laughs> yeah one hundred percent, and I haven't finished it yet, but um I really, I really love the choices that you can make that can depict whether or not characters live or die. I think yes. it's interesting and extremely difficult because, I, of course, I've wanted to do it to where nobody dies, but that's damn near impossible. But it's a very fantastic game. It's absolutely terrifying, and it's beautiful. You know, a lot of the times decision-based games usually tend to be lower in quality as far as like smoothness of gameplay or graphics, but this game really does a good job of holding on to that really good standard you know are you talking really shit about
0: telltale games
1: yes <laughs> no it's okay i love i love the walking dead and the batman the stuff. batman telltale well, series was great i it, mean i played it, the first one have you seen the videos where people will like take the animations away from the characters in the batman telltale games and they no. just be like standing, like T posing, moving in every direction. <laughs> it's so funny, man. That's really funny. I,
0: I thought it was a really great take on the character too. And as a you know, a huge fan of the Arkham series, it was interesting to see another video game take. Um, that's neither here nor there. That's a tangent on a tangent, but.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the Walking Dead Telltale series, that game made me cry. Yeah. Like, spoilers, I, if, you, if you don't want any spoilers about the Walking Dead Telltale game, just go ahead and turn the podcast off right now, or sure. skip ahead. Skip ahead, but, like,
0: 30 seconds, 15 seconds.
1: Yeah, Lee's death in that game absolutely broke my heart. And I just, ugh, I didn't want to keep playing, but I knew I had to keep going, just because I wanted to see what happens. But Clementine is one of my favorite main characters in any video game ever, just because she's so sweet and pure of heart. And even though the world is changing and everybody is being toxic around her. I know we're not talking about this game, but <laughs> I don't have too much to say about Until Dawn. So this will be my little spiel. Um, but yeah, that those games are phenomenal. And if you really want a very immersive experience as well as emotional, highly recommend it. All right. So.
0: Okay, well, moving on. Number three? Number three.
1: Okay, so this is another... Uh, On my list is another uh, beautiful moment or set of moments from the Slender series. Okay. Um, Um, If you have ever played Slender the Arrival, there is a mission where you are in a dam. And you have to scramble through the dark. Yeah, damn. (laughs) Where Where you have to scramble through the dark and activate these power generators while this little demon girl is chasing you. Oh, shit. And if she's chasing you... you Have you ever played The Arrival?
0: I haven't. So there's other there's other beings other than Slenderman chasing you. Oh,
1: yes. Oh, it is. Oh, bro, you have no idea. It's so good. Like, that game is amazing. Um, yeah, I won't spoil too much for you, Ash, but uh, in the dam, you're running from not just Slenderman, but a little girl. So you're running from both of them. And the only way to stop her from chasing you is to shine your flashlight on you, and it'll scare her. It'll, like... Uh-huh. You'll see her like raise her arms like
0: ah. Well, at least there's a way to stop her. Slenderman is unstoppable. Well, basically, it just it just makes her
1: pause. And if you hold it for very long, you can focus the flashlight too, so mm-hmm. you can make the light smaller and more direct. And if you shine it on her, she'll like get scared and run away. But if you just shine the light on her and stop her and turn around, she'll continue chasing her, and her or she'll continue chasing you. Sorry, and her footsteps are so loud and terrifying bro you can hear her coming from like which i mean i guess this is good but at the same time um you can hear her coming from far away so you know she's close and it is a big damn <laughs> dude and there's six yeah anybody listening correct me if i'm wrong i'm okay with this but um, there's six power generators that you have to reactivate and if you take more than 20 minutes i think if you take more than 20 minutes to uh reactivate all of these generators then Slenderman starts coming after you, too. Oh, and that's damn. why this is on my list. Because the first time I was looking, I had gotten it down, Pat, how to turn around and stop her, uh, to pause her in her tracks, and I would hold the flashlight long enough to make her turn around and run away. But I could not find this last generator to save my life. Uh-huh. When, you're running, when you're running through these hallways and these corridors, you can see the lights from either activated or unactivated generators unactivated generators are going to be red the activated ones are going to be green you can see the lights from them coming underneath doors or uh, from around the corner you know just because they do a really good job with the lighting in that game mm-hmm. i walk in the room to turn on this last generator i turn the corner and he is standing right uh... there. <laughs> i was not expecting it i had no idea that he was a part of this and Lo and behold, I shrieked, man. And I threw the controller just out of reaction. <laughs> and I I ran to get the controller and I paused it and I had to stand there for a second and just bend over. And I was like, Oh, I was not expecting that. Oh my God. And yeah, that's why that's on my list. Um, there's two different segments in the arrival uh where you have to collect the eight pages. There's the one that coincides with the story where you're actually on a mountainside, and you have to find the eight pages, and he's chasing you, and he's actually moving the whole time because the animation is a lot more updated, it's a lot prettier, and, dude, the scenery's gorgeous. When you first start collecting the pages, it's sunset, and you look over to the left, and there's just this whole gorgeous mountainside where the sun is setting, and you have to go into, like, this state park where you have to collect all of the pages, and they say the same things that the original eight pages in... Which, what is now called Genesis. The original uh, Slender game is called Genesis. Mm -hmm. And you unlock that once you beat the Arrival. And so once you beat the final chapter of uh, the Arrival, you have to go through and do Genesis again. And it's fantastic. Oh, shit. That's awesome. Yeah, there's a bunch of different modifications. You can make Slender like wear a funny hat. Or you can type in little cheat codes to make yourself run a little bit faster, which... Don't do that play the game and enjoy it the normal way unless you're just too scared then I, I get it. But yeah that's that's why it's on my list. I'm kind of sad that you haven't played the arrival Ash I highly recommend it but you you know Slender quite well so yeah. you know the basis of the story behind it so
0: well there almost is no story in the first game but does this kind of give context to while you're while you're collecting yes. the eight pages? okay 100% like it 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 tells you
1: okay so no 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 her name oh my gosh her name's Kate. That's her name. That's the girl's name. Uh-huh. It's Kate. And you learn Kate's entire story within uh, within the course of the game. And at the beginning, you actually get to visit her house. So, and that's when Slender starts chasing you. Because it's not just, yeah, it's split into like different missions, like different chapters or segments. But uh, the first time you see Slenderman, you're uh, on the second floor of the house. And you're kind of looking for clues as to what happened, where everybody is. And you look out the window, and you see him in the distance hiding behind a rock. And he, all you see is, like, the top of his head and his mm-hmm. left shoulder, and he's just staring at you. And then he just disappears, and the screen, like, shakes a little bit. Which means you two have made eye contact. He's hunting you now. Oh, and shit. Yeah, it's it's an absolutely spectacular game. I, Ash, I highly recommend it. It's I think it's, like, 15 or
0: $20 on Steam. So, but, yeah. Bam! all right. Well I, I will um yeah I'll definitely have to to uh to check it out. It's funny that that was your number 3 cuz my number 3 last as prophesied as foreshadowed is 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 going to be um slender um specifically the moments that are jump scares is every slender man moment <laughs> i'm just gonna go ahead and say all of them because yep. you know the game is 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 kind of sandboxed in, in the way that it, it presents itself and that you know the eight pages are in different places every time and how exactly you're gonna go about finding those is gonna be different so um you can come across slender man in unexpected ways and so yeah every single time he um you run into contact with him, it is terrifying. It doesn't matter how many times he played the game, it's still terrifying. And you know, he's just a dude. He's just this tall dude in a suit with a, you know, fucking no no face, right? But then, you know, every single time he, he, he gets his tentacles and they come out at you and, you know, you have a moment to get away. Whenever you see him, it's not over. You could turn around, you know, you just can't keep making eye contact. You gotta turn around and then keep going. But um, and like you said, some of the more terrifying moments, the, I think the more terrifying jump scares is when you know, he just grabs you and turns you around. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that You're is the worst. not expecting it at all. At it's, all.
1: It, I, I, you literally stop moving and the camera pans and he's just got you.
0: I think that you probably have to trigger that somehow, like by standing still too long or not getting away once you've seen him. I, I I don't think that he can just get you at any time and fuck you up game over, but uh, I know like later on in the game, it's hard. And I think I've gotten at least like five or six pages. Um, maybe I've got as far as getting seven. I just, I know I haven't gotten eight. <laughs> well, when, when you actually, that's funny that you say that. Uh, when you get the eighth page, all of
1: the ambience stops. The game becomes completely silent and all you can hear are your footsteps crunching on the leaves that are apparently everywhere in the game, no matter where you are. Right. <laughs> and um, he just turns you around and captures you. And yeah. That's it.
0: That's the game. That's yeah. It. He, he still gets you at the end, yeah. even after you collect all the eight pages. So that's, that's pretty terrifying. Uh- <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh,
1: dude, that game is so brilliant in the way they design these yeah. pop-ups because you could literally be going around a tree with one page and he could be right there. Or he could be in the distance, you know. I guess he's randomly generated to correspond with where you are on the map. And um, I, will note, I will note, though, there's... Okay, so there's eight locations to get the pages. There's the silo. There's the big tree. There's, like, the cross made out of bricks, there's the area with, like, the six or seven, like, not totems, but they're, like, poles sticking out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the building. There's the gas tanks. Um, there's the truck. There's a the little hut. Um, I don't know if I'm missing anything. Did I Sounds mention right. the tree? Uh, the big tree? I
0: think so. But, yeah I, know, yeah, I know the tree's one of them, too.
1: If you go, if you, okay, most of the time when you spawn in, you spawn in in front of that big tree. Right. If you run past that page... He will hunt you. He'll start hunting you. Like the music won't kick up until you pick up the first page. But if you see a page and you ignore it, he'll start hunting you. Okay. And he can capture you with no pages. So there was one – that's the easiest way to actually beat the game is ignoring the first page and going all the way across the map and trying to first decipher it. Because there's going to be two locations every single time you play the game where pages will not be. There are ten locations in the game. And there are eight pages, So, and they're randomly generated. So there's going to be two locations, so the fastest way to do it is to decipher, look for the places where the pages are not, and then go to the rest of the areas. And then, I mean, you still get captured, but you'll win the game. So what I usually do is I ignore that first page. I immediately go to the building, and I try to go in there to see if there's a page in there. If there's not... Thank God, but at the same time,
0: I hate it because I still had to go in there and look. (laughs) Yeah, best to get that out of the way, though, before he gets too aggressive.
1: Yeah, and most of the time, don't sprint either. Like, if you can, just try not to sprint. Save your energy, because once he starts getting more aggressive, you need that energy to get away. Right. And in the old, original version of the game, your flashlight will
0: die. Yeah, I remember that. Eventually, your flashlight will die.
1: And there's no way to
0: recharge it. You're just
1: in the dark, and he will capture you almost immediately. So. Yeah, ah, so
0: scary. It's um, so good though. So good. All right. Well, we're coming up on the, our our penultimate. Our um, what's what the word? Uh, finale. What do you call it? Uh, runner up. Runner up. No. <laughs> well, penultimate is also a good face run. off. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking tournament terms, but I guess that's <laughs> not off. right either because these are predetermined um semi-finals semi-finals (laughs) there you go that's what i was thinking of but even that's not right because like i said these are predetermined but yeah what's your number two
1: (laughs) okay so my number two actually comes from the game that we are going to be disgusting disgusting discussing at the after our lists (laughs) uh resident evil 7 biohazard one of my favorite horror games to date it is absolutely fantastic it is well done um at the beginning of the game, when you are looking for your wife, her name is Emily, right? Uh, Mia. Mia, 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 Mia. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I was thinking, okay, the reason I said Emily, just to clarify, I know this game, don't hate me. My, It was a tie between Emily Wants to Play and uh, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Emily Wants to Play is a very good game. You should check that out. It's absolutely terrifying. Um because it's got a Goosebumps vibe to it. But Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, you're in the bayou of Louisiana, and you're looking for your wife that has been gone for three years, I believe. Something and, like that, yeah. Um, you come across this house, this really old and rather large mansion-esque house, and um, at the beginning of the game, when you're trying to find... I won't try to talk too much about it since we're going to cover it later, but the jump scare that I really love is after you think that you've taken out mia for the first time oh yeah and she just comes out of nowhere no 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 no. when you're climbing the staircase and she that's it that's it that's the one i'm thinking of when you're climbing the staircase and she just comes out of nowhere surprises you and knocks you down the stairs and then you proceed to fight her and she cuts your hand off yada 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 you know don't be a wimp dude just get up shake it off but yeah that's definitely one of my favorite moments in the game. I won't dwell too much on it just because we're going to beat it up later. But, yeah, the the jump scares between both Jack and uh, Mia in that game are superb. Yeah. But that one takes the cake for me because the first time I saw it, as I told you earlier, Ash, we were playing it in VR. And it was horrifying that game made me almost actually have a bathroom incident (laughs) for real yeah no i almost crapped my pants the first time that happened and i i like paused the game and i took off the headset and if my buddy patrick's listening shout out to you man i love you to death but um we were playing that game and i took off the headset and i was like pat i think i i think i shit myself uh let me (laughs) let me check really quick oh that that was a good two weeks man band camp forever but yeah um yeah, that's it. Uh, what about you, man? Uh, <laughs> I, I, do you have any personal experience or opinion on that specific moment?
0: Yeah, that one. That one is actually pretty terrifying, uh, and it's actually kind of heart wrenching too, because you want to. Um, but that's your wife, and like you, you know, you think you're already putting yourself in the protagonist's shoes. And you're kind of like, oh, like, and you kind of feel for him and then you end up having to, like, kill her and it's, like, really sad. And then but then she comes back and you're like, oh, shit. And then but she keeps reverting between different personalities and she's like, you know, being Mm -hmm. herself and then, you know, getting possessed. And so, um, yeah, there's that element of it, too. Like, I just kind of felt sad about it and I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I didn't want to kill her. That's the thing. Like, I was trying to, like, not kill her. I was trying to spare her, (laughs) to be completely honest with you. Yeah,
1: I don't think there's any other way to do it though. You got to take. You got to take her out. And It's so sad because when you finally fire that final shot, she's just like, "I, I love yes. you." Yes, and she dies, and it's just like, "Oh,
0: yeah." God. Oh, but it is—it is terrifying. Oh, You're right. Man. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, every time that she just pops up and, and just switches. Um, I, it's really funny, too, because, again, this is another moment where we, I guess we think alike because I, I I picked Resident Evil. I had to throw it in this list somewhere. I picked Resident Evil 7 as well. But I decided to pick this moment from the teaser. I mean, it happens in the main game, too. But I played the teaser many years ago, and I, I guess I hadn't realized it was the same Resident Evil game because I started playing it again, you know, recently. And literally, I was just thinking, I, I want to get into the Resident Evil series. Let me just pick a Resident Evil game um, to talk about on the podcast, as, you know, for our bonus round. And I was, and I, at first, they played Resident Evil Four. Wasn't big on it. I know I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for it, but I just, the control s- system was just too much. It was, it was just really hard and it was just so action oriented. It was, it was just constant action and, um, and the control system was just really difficult and, and it was really difficult to manage resources. <laughs> so, I
1: can, I, I can actually agree with you f- fully there. Uh, to be honest, Resident Evil 7 is the only Resident Evil game that I've enjoyed.
0: Yeah. Um, so, I haven't played too many of the others, but, um, Anywho, I, I started playing again recently, and I, was, and I you you know you go through the old house, uh, or no, the guest house, and, and that's actually the same area that was in the Resident Evil teaser beginning hour. So I, I suddenly had memories, and I was like, oh, I watched my friend, again, my friend Steven, we played a lot of games, I watched him play through it. Um, so the jump scare that really got me in the teaser, and it, and it does happen in the main game as well, is, is that classic moment when Jack grabs you and says, welcome to the family, son. Yep. And, and it's so... You know, in the teaser, you don't even really get the sense that there's anything supernatural about him. He's just a dude, but it's scary as fuck. He just comes out of nowhere, <laughs> and, and 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 no matter what you do in that game, I, I I think you I think you die until the the last update that they released, and then I think there is a way to get out, but. Um, but yeah, and in this, this, it's a different protagonist. But the whole game is in the guest house, and there's fucking mannequins everywhere, and that's scary. And I love, 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 and then again, that made its way back into uh, this game. How you can, you know, take the the, the tapes and, and put them in 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 the VHS, and you play mm-hmm. the segment. Um, again, I guess we'll save that for the actual discussion. But um but yeah, that the welcome to the family son and it can happen in diff- different in different areas. There's like like seven different endings which all you know, there's like eight or maybe like eight different ones or something, but all of them except for one end with Jack punching you and saying, Welcome to the family, son
1: <laughs> Yep. Absolutely.
0: But um yeah, did you have anything to add about that particular moment?
1: Uh well, originally I did, but Oh, we're gonna kind of dive into this game a little bit later, so I, I okay don't okay. want to make it too terribly spicy. Yeah, um, all right. So I guess we're coming up on our number one our numero unos. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go for it. So my my number one took a while to think about. Absolutely. Um, but. You know, in all honesty, when I thought about it, I was just like, you know what, no, there's, there's really nothing that has really gotten me to the point of literally shutting off the game because I just couldn't handle it anymore. Uh-huh. Um, one of the scariest games I have ever played in my entire life, and it actually took me about a year to beat the first one just because I wanted to try to work up the courage to actually turn the game on. Oh shit. Outlast. Okay. Outlast 100%. Outlast is absolutely terrifying. And the jump scare that I'm talking about is when you're just getting into the insane asylum for the first time. And uh you're past that sequence where you run into the bil- the room and you see that soldier that's uh spiked up on that pike and he looks at you and he's like you it it, it shouldn't This shouldn't have happened. And it's terrifying because you're just like, okay, that dude's dead. There's nothing I can do about it. And you go out and there's um, a railing where a bunch of stuff, it's like blocking your path, but there's a small area that you can squeeze through. And you manage to get your way through it. And this giant behemoth of a patient that is just grotesque and ugly and huge Grabs you by the throat and he's like, "Little pig," and he throws you over the railing and you fall and land on your back, uh, on the ground floor in basically the lobby of the whole asylum. And he looks at you. He's like, "I'm gonna get you." And oh fuck, dude, it is it is petrifying, dude. I I'm like, I'm thinking about it now, and I really wanna, uh, I really wanna go through those games again, um, both Outlast and Whistleblower are very very good games outlast 2 is an amazing game but they cross they cross a line in that game and so i'll probably never play it again uh they they try to make it seem like putting a rape scene in a video game is something that people want to see and i i mean there are some demented people out there that are just like yeah this is great but i mean no i i'll never play outlast 2 again it was great it was horrifying but getting up to that point i was just like no i can't this is this is too fucked up, but yeah, the first Outlast game is one of my favorites of all time. You uh, spend the entire game as a reporter trying to uncover the secrets of the torture and the horror that happens in these games. Um, there are these twins in the game that are constantly hunting you, and they're butt ass naked, by the way, so you can see their schlongs and everything. It's just, uh, <laughs> and they're talking, they're talking to each other like, uh, they're like talking about how they're gonna kill you. It's like, ah. Uh, I want to eat his legs. Well, his, his scalp looks nice. I'll take that. And they're so calm oh, and collected about talking about your death. Um, there's one part where you're, and this big behemoth guy, he, you run into him several times, and nothing happens to him until the very end of the game when you get to the underground uh, area where you found out that they were using patience to experiment to uh, unleash the spirit that was known as Billy. And Billy was uh, this guy that died. Billy, Billy, Billy. He was this this kid that died in the asylum, and his spirit was like haunting the ground level. And um, at the end, this behemoth is chasing you. I forget his name. That's why I'm calling him a behemoth. But he's chasing you, and Billy's spirit comes out and picks him up and like drags him across the hallways and just beats him to death. And it's you watch him die, but then you have to run because he starts coming after you too. And eventually, he catches you, and he kills you, and that's that's how the game ends. Which, it's kind of a letdown for an ending, but it sets up for Whistleblower, which is a prequel to Outlast. But, yeah, that moment solidified that game for me, and it was just... There's so many stealth segments that you just have to be absolutely quiet because you will die in the worst way possible Ew. if you don't. It is horrifying. Um God. I'm trying to remember the name of the company that made it. It was the company that their logo is a dude with a valve. It's Valve. That's what it is. It's Valve. Yeah, they made that game with the Unreal Engine and it is just spectacular. Uh, It says Red Barrels. Red Barrels. That's that's the name of it. But that's what I'm thinking of. Red Barrels. Okay. okay. So I'm thinking of another game with the logo of the guy with the red valve on the back of his head, which is Valve. But, <laughs> yeah, that's my number one. Uh, Outlast, I've played it several times. Now I can just pick it up and play it all the way through and be like, oh, spooky moments. And yes, I will jump. But uh, I'm not nearly as susceptible to horror games as I used to be, which is kind of a good and also kind of a bad thing. Um, but, you know. So I'm kind of curious. Have you ever played Outlast, Ash?
0: I have not, actually. But that 100% sounds terrifying. Recommended. It.
1: Yeah, it's it's like nineteen dollars on the PlayStation Store. Okay, highly recommend it. It's really good. Maybe
0: next Halloween special. Ooh. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> um. All right. Well, well, I guess I'll go ahead and reveal my final choice. It is Magda, the flower lady from Breath of the Wild. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that is an honorable mention, though, because oh, cause it's a great moment where, oh. where where the game just suddenly turns like almost horror, and it's just boom. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 were,
1: we were talking about this prior to the yeah. prior to recording this podcast, and you said that it was going to be an honorable mention. But for a split second, I thought you were serious. Just, <laughs> 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 okay. Oh, that killed me.
0: That was good. No, no, it's not oh. the flower. Um, before I reveal my actual number one, I guess we'll will we'll, I'll mention I'll mention some honorable. That's a terrible way to put it. I'll bring up some honorable mentions. Um, the I'm just gonna say, and this isn't actually a game, but I said top five jump. You know, jump scares in gaming. Um, the uh, uh Ben, the Elegy of Emptiness statue from uh Ben Drowned slash the Haunted Majora's Mask cartridge. Um, every single time that fucking statue comes up is is uh, is intensely terrifying, and, and it adds. We, we talked about this in our Majora's Mask episode. It it adds uh, a layer of of horror to uh, to the game. Like I, I it's it's hard to play Majora's Mask the game after having seen the whole you know haunted Majora's Mask cartridge slash been drowned round creepypasta slash ARG.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you mind if I throw an honorable mention in there? Do it. Um, one of my honorable mentions is Foxy from Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, oh, damn. It's a, it's a really, really good uh, indie horror game where you're just yeah. kind of sitting as a security guard. And um, The jump scare that I'm thinking of is when you're checking all of the cameras, usually when you look at the stage, you'll see Foxy kind of peering behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just kind of yeah. looking at you. But there's one look camera that looks on a hallway. And if you look at that hallway, sometimes you'll see Foxy just run really fast down the hallway, and you're like, oh, 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 and then you just have to get out of the camera and close the door before he just jumps in front of you. And every single character in that game will just get in front of you ah, and just take you out. So, Foxy, yeah. Uh, Love you, bud.
0: You suck. Can Can I mention another? Here's another honorable mention, which is not from a horror game, but it's a game that almost turns straight up horror at this moment, and and we mentioned it in our episode. um, But the moment, uh, uh, there's a moment with Darth Vader in Jedi Fallen Order. That is that is a good jump scare moment. You know, it's not like it's not like horrifying. It's not like terrifying. I wasn't gonna actually make my list, but he, but it's a good mention because you know it kind of actually legitimately shows how terrifying Darth Vader would be to come across by someone who was completely unprepared. You know, because Cal, One of the most
1: powerful beings in the galaxy.
0: Yeah, Cal by the end of the game is is I would say just like a like a regular like mid tier average Jedi. Because he starts out the game as as not even having finished his training, he's he's a padawan, right? And then by the end of the game, we can say that he's officially completed his training and become a Jedi Knight. But but he's just that—he's an average Jedi Knight. I wouldn't even say master level yet. Hopefully, in the sequels, we see him grow in power. And I'd like to know where the fuck he goes. I hope he doesn't die. I I don't have a lot of high hopes. Cause, but I, I'm hoping that maybe he just hides out. And you know, I I mentioned some theories, but we're going way off on tangent here. But just that moment because um, the first time Darth Vader shows up is awesome it is the best moment you just oh, and you know who the fuck it is right and then he pops up and he just starts throwing shit and you can go after him everybody tries but you realize you are no match for the Sith Lord you, 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 you realize you have to book it and he's just throwing shit around and you're trying to walk and then eventually you get to the elevator and you think everything's good everything's fine and then he just pops out of nowhere and that is, that is a jump scare that I, I, I will go ahead and mention
1: yeah, dude, that game, oh my god, that whole game is so good. And that ending sequence, once you finally beat the second sister, I won't say her name if you haven't played the game. Okay. But, um, just to kind of give that little we've already spoiled a little bit, but you yeah, know, just to kind of give people some stuff. That ending sequence, when she finally realizes that she's been beaten, and like in mm-hmm. that split second towards the end of her life, uh, she kind of turns back to the light, just a hair. And then you just see the back gates open, and you just hear footsteps, and his breathing slowly comes into yes. the audio. And you're just... I was like, what is happening? And then I heard his breathing. I wish I had a webcam for when I was playing that game, dude, but I, my jaw dropped. I was like, no, no way. way are we about to see Anakin Skywalker up in here, the Sith Lord himself. Wait.
0: Darth Vader's Anakin Skywalker?
1: Wait, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Anakin Skywalker. But no, like that, that, that is honestly one of my favorite moments in video game history. Yeah. That, that is one of the most memorable. Like that, that game was already like one of my favorites of all time, but that moment just solidified. Yes. That, not only is Cal just one of the coolest characters, and BB 8 is my favorite,
0: my favorite droid B8. too.
1: Yeah. He's, he's just the best. BD 1. So, BD 1, excuse me. Yeah. I'm thinking of BB 8 from the. A wannabe Star Wars trilogy, <laughs> but um, sorry if I triggered somebody there, but I hate them all. <laughs> but you know, yeah, that yeah. So I'm
0: really anxious to hear your number one. Okay, my dude. we actually teased it, so it, by power of deduction, it it should be able to be figured out because I I did foreshadow this, but it's gonna be involving uh, another moment with P.T., um, which I already said, one of my favorite games of all time. It's definitely going to top my, my horror game list. So, But my moment in particular, at first I wanted to say the balcony scene because that scene, that scene is terrifying, but it's not really a jump scare. It's just kind of an ambience thing. It's kind of like a, if you happen to look up at the balcony, you'll fucking see here and it's scary, but it's not a jump scare, right? No, the jump scare, okay, is is the don't touch that dial, moment. You know, where you just hear the creepy voice go don't touch. You know, cuz you're just if you stop and listen to the radio and then he goes, don't touch that dial now. We're just getting started. And 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 then um and as you're touch turning the dial up, you know or I mean sorry, as you're standing there, he he then goes turn around. I said turn around and if you're stupid enough to turn around (laughs) most people just booked it out of there you are in for one of the most terrifying jump scare moments or really I'm going to say any of the time that she captures you is going to be a terrifying moment. But a lot of people encountered this moment. Um, thankfully, I didn't. But a lot of people countered this moment, which seems like a forced jump scare in the game. But you can actually get through the entire game without jump scares. It's possible um, if, you fail to do, to, if, if, if you fail to complete the puzzle for the, uh, the gouge it out. If you miss the gouge it out, um, which is one of the more subtle puzzles in the game. I mean, there's just a blue X, and you kind of have to figure that out. Oh, I hit the X on my PlayStation controller, which isn't used for anything else in this game. <laughs> <laughs> also, what a great game that just made use of literally just walking. and, and Exactly! It, like, that,
1: that, that's enough. Oh, it, and, and
0: zooming. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's nothing else. And then there's that one moment where you hit X, and you don't think to do it. So it's easy to get. It's a moment that's designed for you to, to get that first jump scare most people get caught by that jump scare um and it's the same jump scare every time she tries to she kills you so mm-hmm. it, yeah. you know I, I, i'll say all of the moments are, are pretty bad at, you know uh if if she and then the way it works is she has to possess you she auto possesses you that level if you miss the gouge it out puzzle so that's how you um that's how you do it but, but you'll notice when she possesses you because you'll hear her 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 one heel behind you you'll hear that additional footstep every time you walk and then um if you uh what was i gonna say yeah every time every time you walk you hear it and then you might see her shadow her fucking trippy ass shit so you know and then she will just grab you and i kind of sounds like she has sex with you (laughs) i don't know what that sound is she's like (coughs) maybe it's a sloppy blowjob i don't know it's not the worst thing in the world to hear.
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. I will I will mention, um, since we've already kind of beat up on this, I'm really happy that this is your number one because I honestly thought about it. This game, not only is it terrifying and is it really well done, but I just want to mention up front just how beautiful this game is yes. it's not it's not every day that you'll hear somebody describe a horror game as beautiful unless they're talking about like gameplay or story but just the way this game looks is amazing it is probably one of the most gorgeous demos or teasers i've ever seen or played like the lighting the way it looks almost it this is i don't say this ever because video games do not look like real life i will go ahead and say that right now you can say How much, how, how, English, Zach, let me (laughs) come back for a second. You can say this as much as you like, but not one single video game truly looks like real life. But this game comes about as close as you can get. Yes, it does. And is gorgeous it is so good the lights the scenery that when you first wake up on the floor of the garage i I think it's a garage i don't know basement area i don't know basement area and there's like i guess there's like water or something on the screen or whatever it is but it is just beautiful The shading is perfect this game looks like it it wasn't just a teaser for a horror game it looked like a teaser for the power of the newer consoles like the next generation of gaming and I just thought it was just spectacular, and my mind
0: was blown so much so that I forgot that I was in like a, a teaser for a horror game. Yeah. Well, the game doesn't even market itself that way. It seems like it's just like an indie game, and they did a great job. Of course, a lot of people who played it after the fact were aware, but you had to play through and get that secret ending to find out that it was a playable yeah. teaser, um, to find out that it was for Silent Hills, to find out that Kojima and Konami were even behind it, and um, which was which was honestly one a really really awesome setup and it made me get interested. I'd never really gotten into the Silent Hill series and this game made me want to, um, to really you know. But and and I'm just really sad to hear that it was canceled. But God, it was beautiful and we have so much more to say about it. I I, I want to talk about it more because it's just <laughs> it was such an experience for me. Um, but yeah. yeah, Lisa is legitimately terrifying. Her her jump scares are are one of the more memorable ones and it's instantly what I thought of. With this list. When you say Lisa, it makes me think of that episode of Rick and Morty. <laughs> the
1: whirly-durly conspiracy. Everybody who watches that show knows what I'm talking about. When the whirly like comes off the rails and it takes out the forest field. And those little kids are running around the restaurant. And the little kid shoots his sister. Because the barrier, yes. ma- <laughs> the barrier makes you immune to everything. Yeah. And you can't die. It, but he shoots his little sister and he's just like, Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> That Jack is premium. Oh my gosh, I love it so I much. I love Rick and Marty. But, Oh, beautiful. But
0: um, we're, oh, we're going to go ahead and take a break here. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about, we've teased it already, we've discussed it, Resident Evil 7, Biohazard. Ethan. You were right, I did lie to you, I shouldn't have, all I can say is that if you get this,
1: stay away!
0: and shine sleepyhead it's time for supper
1: who oh, oh, are wow, you people
0: uh. Edith it's good Dump, some bitch wasn't no good if it hit him <laughs> Lucas oh. Oh, oh. Oh, not again.
1: get out of the way Marguerite hit boy's
0: got to eat he got to have his supper Come here, boy. Let's do this. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. He's not eating it, Jack. He's not eating it. Shut the hell up, Marguerite. i for him. Get the hell out of here. You're a son of a bitch. Oh, I can't believe it. He's a son of a bitch. He's not eating it. He's not eating it. Uh, this was supposed to be a very special feast. Come on, boy. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the family, son.
0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to be talking about Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. Uh, this is kind of really my introduction to the Resident Evil series I haven't played really any of it before like I said in preparation I I looked on what was available on PlayStation now as far as the Resident Evil series goes because um, I wanted to do I wanted to do a Resident Evil series I thought it was it was high time I got you know fully introduced and and like I said Resident Evil 4 was one of the ones that was most highly received it kind of seemed like it was the nostalgic game um so I thought yeah this is going to be good and, and then I started playing it and it just wasn't wasn't really into it then I heard really good things about Resident Evil 7 as well and then I started playing it recognized it was the same game that I would played the teaser for and I just fell in love
1: <laughs> yeah this game is absolutely spectacular it is the only Resident Evil game that I have ever actually enjoyed at all but my first experience with it was with my friend Patrick as I said earlier in the podcast um, I was at his house during band camp we would hang out pretty much every day and he had a VR headset And that game came out while we were in band camp. And he was like, dude, you have to play this. It is utterly terrifying. And I was like, what is it? And he said, oh, Resident Evil 7. I was like, "Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the Resident Evil games. And he was like, well, I guarantee you this is different. You got to check it out. And I played it, got through the first section with Mia, and I was hooked. Yeah. Absolutely hooked, bro. This game is amazing. It is really, really good. And I know we're probably not going to harbor about harbor on about it for too long but you know there's a lot of good stuff to talk about on
0: this game and if we talked about everything we'd probably keep you guys here for like two or three hours <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean honestly i could do a whole episode on this um i almost wanted to when i started playing it i was like man maybe this is the game we should have picked for the halloween special because um and until done, it's good don't get me wrong i'm really excited to talk about it but um but yeah this this game was just it was just that good um I want to say, okay. So here's what I've heard about the Resident Evil series because I did a little bit of research. So the first few games use kind of a tank control scheme, right? As far as the movement controls go, which I know was done, and it's all done from like fixed, you know, camera perspectives. I I I heard that it was done in order to kind of throw the player in this position where they feel like they're they don't know how to, what to do and then they can't react very quickly because they've got these awkward ass controls so it was kind of done intentionally so and then that's admirable but I, I probably would have a pretty difficult time with it I've watched I've watched my friend play a little bit of Resident Evil I think the first one. Um, part of me I think I think wanted to do because I heard the Resident Evil remake is actually really good of the first game the one that came out on Gamecube. And uh, yep. later, I think they they have a port on PS4. But um, yeah, I
1: watched a buddy of mine play the remakes, and they looked like they were really well done. Like I said, I wasn't too terribly into them, but they were leagues ahead of their original counterparts in both graphics Good. and just overall feel. He said that by the time he was done with it, he wanted to, you know,
0: play them over and over and do everything that he could. So, and, and they recently did the Resident Evil Three remake. Um, and I've heard good things about that one, too, although they made a lot of changes. Uh, and then they recently also announced as uh, part of the lineup for uh, PS5 and Xbox Series S/X, the uh, Resident Evil 8, which is a direct follow-up to this game, Resident Evil 7. But uh, Resident Evil 4, I think, is where the series started to take a different direction. It started to become action-oriented and... It's actually still hailed as one of the greatest games of all time, even though it was less survival horror based than the first games, which was which has been like, you know, kind of the series thing. It's a staple. Um, I know that it it set a precedent for the rest of the series. It's widely regarded. I didn't really get into it. I'm sure if I played more of it, I'd probably find reasons to fall in love. But I don't know, the voice acting was just real cheesy. So it wasn't really getting into the story either. Um, and it was just waves of of these like villager. That were just really, really. Um, it, it had definitely had a creepy atmosphere. I was actually kind of scared of it, so I'll give it that. I just, it just started to wear on me, and and you know, not having enough resources, not having enough bullets to take them out. And uh, and just the awkward ass control scheme. Okay, I could probably deal with tank controls. I understand the the what was behind that. But Resident Evil 4 starts this new system where like you can move around and with a behind the shoulder perspective, great, but in order to aim your gun, you have to like hold down the R1 button and and then you hit the square button to shoot. It's weird. Um, and, it's almost and then, like
1: a counter sequence of buttons that you can't do one thing without the other, and it's stupid. I like it when typical games just have one button serves one function and one purpose. Yeah. And granted, there are button combos, but like having to kind of finesse your controller, that's never been fun.
0: No, it's not. And then you hold out L1 and square, I think, to, I think it's square, to attack with the knife instead. And, you know, I just, it, I wasn't a big fan of that. It was really difficult. It's like, I can't move and shoot. That's weird and and i understand like forcing the player into positions where they're kind of like oh like i don't know what to do like it's off, you know this is hard and but it, it just kind of threw me out of the immersion because um you know why would someone just stand there and shoot that doesn't make any sense but thankfully resident evil 7 um took the series in a different direction and actually was the first game in the series to use a first person perspective mm-hmm. which in first you know, and first sound of it probably was controversial for Resident Evil fans, but it actually fits the series perfectly. Um, and, and the game is less of a shooter. It's actually, this game is much more um, survival horror. It definitely, it goes back to the roots of the franchise, which is survival horror focusing a lot less on action. In fact, you, you typically try to avoid action in this game because you don't want to waste your resources or um, or have to try to knife jack or, or jack to death or one of the molded <laughs> dude oh my god the molded you see i was kind
1: of wondering like what those things were called and then you said it right off the top of the bat those stupid little creatures are so annoying bro and they take so many shots to kill uh, well i mean you just got go to go for headshots. yeah i mean of course but if you're playing on a harder difficulty,
0: man, you got to put at least four bullets into their head, and it's annoying because bullets are hard to come by in that game. They are hard to come by, and that—that's difficulty that I came across. And I think for me, the hardest thing, the—the the thing that made me a little bit reluctant to pick up the controller again, you know, and, and uh, to, uh, pick up the game again, was uh, just the terrifying situation with the Baker family. So I've mentioned Jack already because that's the one that I've I've only been involved with so far in the game, but I know you also interact with Marguerite. Um, but uh, Jack, you know, chases you throughout the game. And I, I I remember, you know, between picking it up again recently and playing it before, I was at a part where I was supposed to run, uh, you know, run into the main room and Jack is there and he's just waiting and he always comes out of the corner and comes gets you. So you have to kind of like dash past him and avoid him or or sh- do a few shots to the head to kill him. <laughs> yeah,
1: Or well, I mean, killing him, that's such a subjective term. Because you can't kill him. You can't, man. It's It's so difficult. You don't actually take him out until the end of the game where he like takes on this crazy, grotesque, giant creature form. And honestly, <laughs> there's so many encounters with him throughout the game. I think my personal favorite is when you're in the garage, and you're trying to get the keys to the car, and um, basically, once you finally get it... Well, first off, you have to avoid him, because mm-hmm. he's slowly chasing you, and you're trying to find the keys to the... It looks like a Mustang, honestly. Yeah. And then um, you find the keys, you get in the car, and he like slowly like starts coming around the corner, but once you get it started, you have to back up the car, and you can... Run over him into the into the wall, and he's just like, and you think that that's gonna kill him, because the car explodes, and like he catches on fire and burns to death, and then like you see him burning, and he falls onto the ground, and then when you're looking for a way out, you notice the ladder on the left hand side of the wall, and as you start climbing it, he looks, he grabs you from behind, he's like,
0: hey there. (laughs) <laughs> he just keeps coming back. And that's that's kind of the first part where you start to be like, oh, okay, what's wrong with this dude? And then when he comes back later and he's fully regenerated, then you realize, okay, this dude's immortal. So you've got these enemies that are tracking you throughout the entire game that are immortal. They don't die. You can, if you do a few headshots, you know, you can, you can knock them out, but you're kind of wasting your bullets. It's, it's best to try to avoid them, but there's just kind of this tense atmosphere the whole time. And you never know when they're going to be hunting you. And, and, and and it's just, it, that's what, made it hard for for me to play the game was just the suspense like it was just really stressful for me to want because i i knew i I knew where i had to go i knew what i had to do i just had to get past jack to do it and he's always there when you don't want him (laughs) when you least expect him he's right where you don't want him but i want to i want to circle back to that boss battle that you mentioned because that's such an interesting aspect to me just breaking it down okay because that starts with you finding a police officer, and you're like, "Oh shit, a police officer!" Okay, so I think maybe I'm saved. Like, this is my ticket out of here, right? And and he's kind of, kind of questioning about you, or what, you know, but you're kind of like, "Okay, no, like, I got to get out of this." And then he just suddenly gets shoveled through the middle of the head, and you're like, "Well, <laughs> there goes that." And then you face Jack, and I didn't know what to do with the car at first. Okay, first I was I I. I was trying to knife the shit out of him and no, no, I think I did pick up the gun because I realized the deputy dropped the gun. So I, I did go ahead, but you, you, he's hard to fight. He doesn't really go down. So I'm, I'm sitting here trying to shoot a gun at him and then eventually he gets in the car and he starts to run me over and I'm like, shit, what am I supposed to do? And I, I tried doing that a few times. I tried popping up the tires, no matter what happened, <laughs> Jack always killed me. And then I figured out, wait a second, what if I grab the keys and that's what I did the next time. I was like, okay, let me grab the keys and open the car door. And then he pulls you out of the car. And I was like, shit, fuck. So you got to be kind of fast about it. You got to pick up the gun, shoot him in the head so that he's kind of down for a second, grab the keys, get in the car. And then he will always, right when you get in the car, he'll be there. But if you, if you, if you give yourself just enough time... Um, you can, you can put the keys in the ignition and start it. And then you realize what you have to do because you can't get out of there. You're not going to – and I thought the first time I thought, oh, shit, maybe I can just get out of the garage or whatever. No, but you, you realize what you're going to do because you. it happened to me now. It's it's payback time, baby. So I start trying to run him over, and then he doesn't die. <laughs> and then he hops on the fucking car, pulls off the lid, and then he starts steering the car for you. And you're like, no, 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 no. And, and you're going back and forth. <laughs> And then you realize what you're supposed to do and and you angle it just so that, you know, the car rams into it and the bar runs into him and you're like, okay, good. But that's not it, because as soon as you, you know, the car explodes and everything and then he grabs you on the ladder, (laughs) like you were saying.
1: Yeah, it is. It is utterly a terrifying experience, but it's also kind of funny. Like I during that sequence, I'm like, of course, I'm scared. I'm like, oh, oh, but I'm also just laughing. I'm like, oh my god (laughs) i'm just i'm just laughing and going crazy and since we're talking about jack encounters what i thought was the last jack encounter i think i don't know if you've gotten to it yet but it happens in like the barn uh it's like the barn area where you're like in this it's like a meat hanger almost and you're you're running around the bottom trying to get away from him is it the
0: chainsaw Yes, yes,
1: where you have to try to finesse the chainsaw from the gated area or, like, the little fence area, and you start swiping at him with it. And it's just, and when you finally do that final blow where you just dig it into his shoulder and you have to start cutting down, it's just, oh, my gosh, absolutely grotesque, but so funny, man. It is so funny because he's just screaming and yelling, and then you find out in that moment that he's just, like, this immortal grotesque figure and because he starts to mutate a little bit. Before he finally just capsizes, and then you cut him in half. I yeah. think you cu- you cut him in half. Yeah, and like his legs, like take a couple ste- steps. Yeah, up, fall to their knees, and then that's it. And you think he's dead, but no, he comes back later. You're not. He's not. He's not done. I with figured you. he was coming back, but and it yeah. was right. One of my Go ahead. F- <laughs> one of my favorite weapons in the game is the shotgun, and I think you find yes it
0: on one of the mantles in the main room of the is it the main it's house it's in the main house, it's in and it's it, it's in the it's in the main hall. But as soon as you see the shotgun and you think you get it, it's it's on it's a weighted trap like Indiana Jones style. So as soon as you lift it and the weight's gone then the store the, the room closes you in. So what you have to do is you find a broken shotgun in another room. And you grab it and you the first one you see it through a window, you're like, Oh, another shotgun and then you open it with the scorpion key and you realize it's a broken shotgun. But that's okay because you yep. remember there's another shotgun and now I have something that's gonna be roughly equal in weight to put in its place. Yep. But oh, then man. you get a repair kit later oh. and I you can choose whether and I think I think I read later on you can get another repair kit, so you can get the other one, but you can choose to pick up that broken shotgun again and and, and repair it. Um if you want to trade in your main one temporarily. Um, so you can get a, a, what's technically a better shotgun, or you can use it to repair a pistol. Um, and then yeah. I think there's another model shotgun you can use, so you can have both shotguns and both pistols. But Yeah, dude, this the game is absolutely crazy, and also extremely
1: well done. Um, I'm going to jump back to the beginning of the game yeah. for a minute, because we're kind of running low on time, so I, I kind of wanted to Go get... Go for it. I kind of wanted to get this in here before we have to skedaddle for the day. Um, one of the best sequences in the game is when you wake up at the dinner table. Yes. And the whole family is there. I forget the dude, the younger kid's name, but there's Jack and Marguerite, and I guess their son, and he says something super disrespectful to Marguerite, and Jack just takes something and just cuts his hand yes. off right there. He's like, oh, oh man, why'd you do that? <laughs>
0: There's a moment in the game where you're trying to, and again, it's another one of those tense moments where Jack is just chasing you around. It's it's right after that moment, actually, and, and he's chasing you around the house, and you don't know where to go. And there's a trap door, but I've heard if if you don't, uh, if he catches you, you he, he can cut your leg off. But then he just hands you a, a first aid kit so you can like put attach your your leg your foot back. <laughs> yeah, basically, a <laughs>
1: uh, little honorable mention there. I love when. Uh... Mia cuts your hand off, and you just take the first aid kit, and you just pour it all over the store. Yes. <laughs>
0: and and <laughs> you can so grab your hand. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, let me take my hand with me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that whole uh, first sequence is really grotesque, because you wake up, and there's, like, a bunch of quote-unquote food on the table. It's just, like, severed ears. Uh. and fingers it's just so gross and they're all just eating they're like eat up you gotta get your strength
0: <laughs> they're so fucked dude that family it's so
1: gross man it's so disgusting and yeah, oh man oh dude
0: every time jack sees you he's just kind of like nonchalantly is like boy i'm gonna kill you and he just kind of just slowly like just kind of follows you He doesn't run after you he's just casually just slowly runs up to you and and i realize like you can shoot him in the head a few times and he'll and he'll and he'll knock him out but he he even he'll, he'll taunt you and say you know if you kill me i'm just going to come right back up and and i also like um you you have you're equipped with a knife so what i've done before too to like for like resource management i think i was out of handgun ammo anyway is i just ended up i just cut him so many times and i slit his throat <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those classic horror game aspects where the antagonist is so powerful and "quote unquote" immortal that he starts playing with you to the point that that ultimately leads up to his demise because you do eventually kill him. It's it's in a very very awesome showdown against like his giant mutated form in like a building that's coming down. Satisfying. Um, it's extremely satisfying okay. and really really graphic. But it's just, it's really cool that they kept kind of like the base storyline when it comes to, like, man versus, uh, guy versus foe. And they added their own secret crazy twist to it. Marguerite is arguably just as scary, if not scarier than him. Because her voice, just the fact of her voice alone, she's a lot more demented and a lot more twisted just because, yes, the whole family is after you, but she doesn't want to play with you she just wants you dead like 100 she you're not this little plaything to her like you are to jack you are this nuisance that she needs to wipe out and she comes after you with just malice and hatred and disgust and it is just it's a lot more terrifying which means i think that for me personally i like the interactions with her more but at the same time the interactions with jack are so funny
0: that they become memorable in their own regard that's good I um I, I I haven't I haven't gotten to the old house yet. I'm in the yard right now. Um and I'm about to to head to the to the old house to meet with Marguerite. But yeah, I just I just love the feeling of this game. I love the the aspect you know, I love the exploration aspects. I love just kind of you know, looking at everything around you, never quite feeling like you're safe, like something can jump out at you at any time and and um the resource management uh, and I, I mentioned this before, but the videotape segments are really creative. I like the idea that you put a videotape in, and then you are playing as that person. And there's one where you play as Mia, mm-hmm. and she's running away from Marguerite and trying to hide from her. And it's a really tense moment in the game. Um, and I just, I there's just something really, really creative about that. The fact that you are you are playing the character in the videotape who's holding a camera, so it, it you know it kind of um, makes sense for the first person perspective.
1: Yeah, um, I, I think my favorite tape is the very first. Yeah. one. the one where you're, uh, you're the cameraman. Uh, what's his name? Clancy? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like the guy is such a dick, and he's just the. Oh, I forget that dude's name, but he's like the main dude of the show, and he's like, oh, where would he run off to, man? Where, where the fuck did he go? And at least you're a good cameraman, Clancy. You'll, you'll stick by me, right? And he starts getting scared, and so he starts acting like a lot more. Selfish, but at the same time trying to make sure that you'll stick with him. And that's actually the first time you get a glimpse at Jack because he's the one that comes up and takes them out and yeah. kills them all from the part where like you go down to the lower level after finding like that hidden latch in the fireplace mm-hmm. Yeah, opens up that bottom area. And as you're climbing down the ladder, it kind of breaks and you're kind of stuck down there. And at that point you're like, well, these guys are absolutely screwed. I love that tape just kind just cause it kind of sets up the whole, um The feel for the game and it kind of just gives you a little taste
0: of the shit that you're about to go and through. that's and I love that's why that. the guest house is good for the teaser segment as well and they did the 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 tape trick as well. Uh, but I like how when you go into the tape, um you know one of the characters kind of introduces you to the fireplace thing to open up the secret passage and then when you go back to reality, you use that same trick so you learn from the tape right and and so just yeah. the balls on the main character by the way. To, to go through with that. And you as the player, you realize that you're forced to do it. Like You're like, shit, I gotta do it. And that's what makes ho- games, horror games scarier, in my opinion, than horror movies because you have to mm-hmm. go forward to do it. And and I remember that with PT and I remember that with this game but, god, the cojones on and I guess, you know, not just, not just the, the, the playable character, but I guess us as well for going ahead and doing that knowing full well what was down in that basement. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I
1: did not want to go down there at all. But you gotta, if you want to survive, you gotta do it for if you, you want to get out of there, if you want to save your wife, which ultimately you end up taking her out yourself in order to protect yourself, you gotta go through with it, you gotta do it, and it's just, it's what makes horror games so great, I was talking about Outlast earlier, you want to expose the toxicity and the corruption in this insane asylum, and you have to go all the way through to see what's happening, and ultimately you pay the ultimate price for it, you die, But not before you capture all of these secrets. Not before you get them all on tape. And in the next game,
0: it's worth it. It becomes worth it. So I like how the the game starts out as you trying to save your wife, Mia. And then she turns on you and you're like, shit, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And then you're like, okay, well, now let me just get out of here. And you're just trying to get out. Um, And then once you make it out of the main house, you think, oh, okay, well, I can get out now. And But nope, not yet. Um, But... Primarily, also because you're tasked with the new mission, which is go get the serum. That's where I'm at now, and so now, you know, he's he's he has kind of hope, and he's like, oh, I can use serum to heal, um, to heal my wife, Amia, and and this other character, Zoe. So I really like that aspect too, as the game throws from one thing to another. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you have any? Go ahead.
1: No, that, I was just gonna agree with you, man. It's a it's a really really well done game, and it's not a game that you can just play through once. You have to you have to experience it in several different ways to try to finesse and find different routes of doing things quicker. Uh, how how well can you outplay Jack? How well can you outplay Marguerite? How fast yeah. can you take him out? Because while these this game isn't decision-based, a lot of what you choose to do helps you survive. Now, granted, I, that's kind of a general statement because that's a lot of video games. Um, whether you're playing Breath of the Wild and you choose to do a side quest to make the main quest easier... It's your choice, and this game really expands upon that, and it's absolutely fantastic. I don't have much more to say about this game. Um, I just highly recommend it. It's an absolutely fantastic experience, one that you should definitely try out. It's actually on sale right now, I believe. It's like $30 on the store, which for a game of
0: its caliber, that's a great deal. Yeah, and also um, it's available on... uh... Uh, PlayStation Now. So if you have the PlayStation Now subscription, you can uh, stream it, and you can also download a copy of the game. So that's also a great way to play it if you happen to have that subscription service. And I- I've been having a lot of fun with it. I was, uh, uh, again, immediately hooked into it and and fell in love with it right away. And then I want to finish it. I-, I think I've had a-, a great time with it. And just, oh, it is, it is scary. And it is good. <laughs> it is big spooky, man. But I guess that's pretty much it. Uh, You can find Collateral Gaming wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, Pandora. Um... You can also find us on our social media channels. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you enjoyed this podcast, please, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or feedback on your platform of choice. Recommend us to your friends. Let them know what your favorite video game podcast is. It's Collateral Gaming. <laughs> collateral Gaming. It's the, the only that, one that, that matters, trust? brother. It's the only one that matters, Okay. But um there's another bonus round down, the first bonus round of the season. woo, and, and our Halloween edition. So next time we're gonna be talking about our Halloween special on Until Dawn. Uh and then we're also gonna be doing our um we should have another another bonus round out before then, and then we're gonna be talking about the last of us.
1: Yes, sir. I cannot wait for that discussion.
0: Oh my uh gosh. Last of Us Part Two. I should say. Yeah. Part two. That- we did the first game already. Yeah,
1: that game <laughs> Part 2 is one of the best games I've ever played. Say what you will about the ending. I loved it. Fight me on it. At me. Or don't. You know, that's your choice. I'm, I don't want to cry today. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, it's always a blast talking to you about this kind of stuff, and Resident Evil 7
0: definitely deserved a good conversation. But yeah. Alright, guys. Well, you cool cats and kittens. Meow. Stay safe out there. <laughs> and um, we'll see you next time. I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Zachary Keogh. We are Collateral Gaming. We are out. Stay spooky, my friends. Stay spooky. Collateral Gaming is an L Company production. All music and game clips are owned by their respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.